Hello and welcome to the Blues Guitar Show podcast with me, Ben Martin from thebluesguitarshow.com. Hope everyone is having a really good week out there this week and I hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode which was all about the BB King box. Thank you for all your emails and comments. Don't forget to keep them coming in, emailing me, ben at thebluesguitarshow.com with any questions or comments or just to have a chat. I answer all my emails over there. Um, So shoot me one and uh, let's get a cracking. Cheers, as always, to my subscribers who are on the membership program. Don't forget, if you are looking to really take your guitar playing to the next level, really nail knowing where the notes are on the fretboard and knowing how to connect them to create music that is really, really cool. And kind of, if you want to play solos that sound like you, if you want to be able to sit in a jam and know what you're doing and know, you know, when somebody looks at you and goes, your turn to take a solo, you can jam along with everybody else. Uh, I'm running a program every week. You might have seen this in your podcast feed, Lesson 1, 2, 3. Um, for just $5 a month, you're going to get an extra lesson each week with access to tabs and downloads. It's a really good, it's a really good plan. I think it's the thing that's for a lot of players is going to take them from the kind of intermediate stage and move them up. All you need to do is click on one of those. It will take you through to a subscription page where you can subscribe for just $5 a month. And then every, uh, it'll add a new subscription to your podcast feed. And then every week on a Friday, you'll get a new lesson appear. You'll also get access to a Google Drive that has all of the tabs. And don't forget, even if you sign up now or whenever you might be listening to this in the future, you'll still get access to all of the previous lessons. So you can start from lesson one and go all the way through. So on to today's blues news, Squire by Fender have released a whole new range of guitars and I thought we'd just have a look over this one and talk about it because it kind of relates to the sort of thing I'm going to be talking about in today's uh, podcast. So they've released a Squire range called the Sonic Series. Now what makes the Sonic Series a little bit different is that these are aimed to be ultra affordable instruments. So it's kind of taken on uh, from the Bullet series. A lot of you may have heard of the Squire Bullet Strats, which kind of it's the lower end, uh, more entry range kind of end of the Squire series rather than up there with the kind of classic vibes um, and their sort of higher range 60s emulated stuff. Uh, But I thought we'd have a little look through these and talk a little bit about it because, as I say, it relates to today's episode. So what they've got, is they've got a Squire Sonic Stratocaster. And with each of these, I'm going to talk you a little bit through the specs because I think this is really cool. And I think a lot of um, guys that I talk to are interested in the sort of um, more, I'd say, entry level or, you know, lower price point instruments because maybe, you know, maybe you've got other hobbies and stuff that you work on as well. Maybe you've got one particularly expensive guitar and you're always looking to add to your collection. I think for me, things like Squire... Um, and artist guitars. I know I talked about a couple of weeks ago, but things like Squire are a really good way of, if you're interested in getting a Strat, you know, buy a Squire Strat and try it out. You know, before I got my Fender Tele, I had a Squire Tele um, and I just fell in love with playing a Tele. So then decided, um, well, actually decided on a bit of a whim to get a, to get a Fender player series. But these guitars can be really valuable in a couple of ways. You know, one might be that if you're a guitarist that plays a lot of different genres or kinds of music, you might want to add a different one, you know, a different sounding guitar to your arsenal without having to kind of break the bank. You know, if you're uh, playing predominantly blues and you normally use a Les Paul, but you want a single coil, then, you know, a Squire Strat is a really good option for you to have that kind of access to that sound without having a really, really, another really expensive instrument. And the same if you, you know, if you were interested in that kind of telly, country chicken picking twangy sound 
And you wanted to get that without having to spring out for a Fender or a GNL or something like that. Squires can be a really good range. So the features of this one, the main one, the Squire Sonic Stratocaster HSS. Uh, then I've got a nice picture of this one. It's uh, actually the same colour as my Squire Strat. I've got the Squire Silver Series Strat, which is the one of the very last ones made in Japan. So it's a particularly uh, cool instrument, that one. But I've had, it for a, I've had it for a long time. But again, like my one, this one is black Squire Strat with a black scratch plate. It's a thin and lightweight body, Squire humbucking bridge pickup, which mine does not have. So it's got a humbucker in the bridge, which is really cool. Uh, six saddle tremolo bridge, scaled gear tuning machines. So kind of in terms of nuts and bolts, there's nothing really um, nothing really incredible happening in this guitar, except for the fact that it's got a humbucker in the bridge, which is a really cool addition to have to your Strat. I think that gives you a lot more kind of tone options. I know some people think that maybe it makes it too hot, um, but I think if you feel that way, you know, just stick to maybe the middle pickup or the front pickup. Um, they look great. It's got maple neck. Um, I've never had a Strat with a maple neck. I think all mine have been rosewood. But... It looks like a great guitar, so I think the Squire Sonic Series Strat looks really cool. There's another one, uh, Strat, they've got as well. This one is called HT, so Squire Sonic Stratocaster HT. Um, comes in two colours, this one. You can get it either red with a white scratch plate or Arctic white on white. Uh, both with maple necks. This one, the difference is it doesn't have a humbucker in the bridge. This is your classic kind of strat. And oh, I didn't even mention the price of these. These are really, really affordable. So this one, uh, I'm going to give you the price in pounds. You can try and convert it to dollars in your head, I think. <laughs> I'll try and do my best. Um, 169.99 is what it is in pounds. So in dollars, I think that puts it around $200. So, I mean, really affordable. Um, again, the Squire Sonic Stratocaster HT is the same as the HSS. It just doesn't have um, that that humbucker in the bridge. So, in terms of what else we have, there is one. Uh, the, sorry, there's two more Stratocaster options that I'm going to talk through uh, for the Squire Sonic range. The next one is called, just called the Squire Sonic Stratocaster. This is your kind of basic one. Now, this one again, all of these come in at one six nine nine nine. There's a whole range of colours. You can have purple, blue. Uh, sunburst which is kind of classic and then the black and white a bit like um black and white a bit like um who plays the black and white strap clapton clapton's famous strap <laughs> um there's a couple of cool things about this one though is you can depending on what color you choose you can get a rosewood um it's not actually rosewood you can get a indian laurel uh fingerboard um, which is obviously that dark colour that looks a bit like rosewood. Um, so if you choose one of the lighter ones, you'll get that. If you choose one of the darker colours, you'll get the maple. So that's quite nice that you get that choice. The tuning heads, I don't know what the tuning heads don't look. Um, okay, yeah, they're just, yeah, they look absolutely standard, standard Squire tuning heads. So that's the that's that one is just called the Squire Sonic Stratocaster. So we've got the HSS, you've got the HT, the Squire Sonic Stratocaster, and the last one is the HTH. And these aren't brilliantly named, are they? Because, I mean, honestly, <laughs> names, guitar companies, they're like car companies, aren't they? They just can't come up with a good name um, beyond Stratocaster. Um, so the last one, this is an interesting-looking one. I think this is probably the one I'd be most interested in because it's because it's kind of the most different. The rest of them are kind of, you know, you've got a kind of fat Strat and you've got two regular Strats, effectively, with a choice of fingerboard. So this one's got an Indian Laurel fingerboard. It's black with a black scratch plate. This is the HTH I'm talking about now. Um, again, 16999. But this one has a Squire humbucking pickup. 
in the bridge, and that is the only pickup. It just has one humbucker, which for a Strat guitar, firstly, it looks quite strange because it looks like there's two missing pickups to me. You're missing the, the middle and the front pickup. Um, but it's incredibly slim, uh, C-shaped neck profile. They're all C-shaped neck profiles. And this one I think actually looks quite cool. Um, it just looks a bit different. And I think if you're going to go for, yeah, if you're going to go for a Strat, maybe it's cool to try something a bit different, If you, especially if you already have one. Um, but that one, yeah, just one single humbucker in the bridge and just uh, two-tone knobs. So it looks like you sort of, I don't know, it looks a bit like you're taking a Strat apart. <laughs> but it's quite cool. Uh, all right, last guitar, last two guitars I'm going to talk about is the Tele version because I think the, the Strat and the Tele are the ones that people want to know about. They do also have a... Um, bass range they've got the sonic mustang and uh, mustang with a humbucker but if we look at the telly uh, squire sonic telecaster this is cool because it comes in all of your classic telly kind of um looks it's got the look that mine has the butterscotch with the black scratch plate but the squire version there's a kind of black and white classic look there which is very cool very 60s um torino red which i think actually that one's probably my favorite um, and we've got the California blue and white, all with the Indian laurel um, fingerboard or the maple fingerboard. Same as the other ones, 16999. The thin and lightweight bodies, um, Squire single coil pickups, six saddle hardtail bridges and scaled gear tuning machines, exactly the same as the other ones. The specs are no different. This is your kind of standard Squire Telecaster. I'd be interested to try one of these to see how it compares to the um, classic vibes because I know the classic vibes were really really well received but Squire have been smashing it recently they've been doing some really really great stuff the bridges on these look particularly good uh, the six saddle hardtail bridge it allows for individual height and intonation adjustment for each string for optimal performance which is great because some of the old telly bridges were just a kind of piece of bent metal and they're not always not always brilliant I remember the same as the um, even the Fender actually the jazz basses when you get them uh, I've got a jazz bass, but I replaced the bridge on mine because it is just a piece of bent metal, and it's uh, it's not always the most you know hard wearing kind of thing. So that's the Squire Sonic Telecaster, and the last one is the Squire Sonic Esquire H, which is a Telecaster shaped guitar. This is cool. It comes in either ultraviolet or white, um, with either an Indian laurel or maple fingerboard. I'm just interrupting this episode to let you know about the Blues Guitar Show Plus membership. Plus members get access to weekly lessons each Friday complete with tabs and downloads. For just $5 a month, you'll get instant access to nearly a year's worth of guitar lessons covering finger picking, fretboard theory, soloing, improvising slide and much, much more. If you're tired of bouncing around on YouTube trying to pick up bits of information from here and from there and you find it hard to commit to regular lessons, this is for you. Details of how to join are in the description below. Now back to the episode. Um, these these are quite interesting. Again, this is this is the same as the last Strat I talked about. It's just got one single one single humbucker in the bridge, so it's it's a Telecaster with a humbucker. So I would be really interested to try one of these out. I think it'd be quite cool. If you're, um, it might be a good kind of transition if you're someone that plays a Les Paul perhaps, and you're used to that sound and getting a sort of humbucking noise, or if you've got a Telecaster and you love the way a Telecaster looks, but you want that kind of humbucking sound, this could be a really good option for you. So interesting stuff coming out of Squire and definitely something worth checking out.
So that brings me on to today's question. Now, I had an email from Ott over there in Australia. Uh, who said he discovered the podcast and he was talking a little bit about what the guitars, uh, what guitars he had and what guitar sort of stuff he's getting into. He said he started learning uh, in January 2021 after buying an Artist 335 Cherry Red. Now, we talked about Artist guitars a couple of years ago, so that's really cool to hear. Um, he said it was a great guitar to buy and he said he wanted to play ju- uh, blues and kind of jazz. So 335 is a really good style of guitar for him. He's since bought two more. <laughs> good man. He's got a Thin Line Tele and a Les Paul Gold Top with P90s, which is awesome. I mean, those guitars are brilliant uh, quality and brilliant value for money. And it sort of got me thinking about what are the things that determine which guitar you should play. So I just thought, great idea. Uh, following on from Ott's email, I'll talk a little bit about how to find the guitar that you should play, what things you should be looking for. And I sort of started thinking about it and thought there are five things really that I think are important when you're looking at finding out which guitar is right for you, especially when you're buying your first instrument or maybe you've bought an instrument and you've practiced on it a little while and you want to get another one. Uh, And these would be look, feel, sound, genre and playability. I think these are the most important things when you're looking uh, to buy a new instrument or you're guitar shopping for the first time. So let's talk about each one of those a little bit. I'll go through some examples of guitars that I've had because I'm I'm a a man who's owned a lot of guitars in my time. Um, And we'll have a little look and see if this might be useful kind of guide to buying a new guitar for you. So the first one in there might be a slightly unpopular opinion, but I think one of the most important things when you're buying a guitar is the look of a guitar. And actually, this also ties into number four, the genre. You know, each of these guitars are associated with uh, not only players, but genres, um, historical periods of time, um, you know, kinds of music. There's a whole kind of, there's a bit of a guitar fashion that goes around with it. And whilst I think these guitars shouldn't be pigeonholed that way in that I don't think everyone that has a Telecaster is into country music and I don't think everyone that plays country music has to play a Telecaster, I think there are some important points in there that we want to think about when you're buying a guitar because essentially you need to have something that's sitting in your living room that you think is really cool looking Uh, Firstly, from an aesthetic point of view, but secondly, you know, you need to want to pick up that instrument and play it. If you want to pick it up and play it, you will pick it up and play it. If you think it's, you know, it might be good quality, but you don't like the way it looks or the way it feels, the way it plays, you're not going to pick it up. So I think the look is the most important thing. I think for me, I like, I, I, you know, I do kind of buy in, I think, (laughs) even if I don't mean to, the idea that uh, like I often pick up my Telecaster when I'm looking to play more kind of country style stuff and part of that's to do with the the sound uh, that's associated with it but if I was doing a sort of um, perhaps a jazz gig or a, a blues jam night or something I'd probably be looking to take along my 335 uh, or my strap before I would probably look to take along my telly and the same kind of thing if I was doing a, a rock gig I'm more likely to take my strap on my telly than I am my 335 so there is a kind of um, element of the, the look being quite important and I think especially when you get into like uh, there's there's guitars that I've always wanted because I love the way they look and I've never even played them sometimes but I just think I absolutely love the way they look so it's really important that uh, you let that factor into the way that you're choosing your guitar now sort of dream guitars for me one of them was to own a telly I absolutely love tellies and I've got one now which is awesome uh, I really would like to own a black 335. I've got a 335, but it's a sunburst one, but I'd really like to own a black one, a bit like uh, sort of Lucille, BB King's famous black 335. I would love to have the classic Angus Young looking SG. 
and I've always been fascinated with uh, big box jazz guitars and I've I've never actually got on with them when I've tried them. I've uh, We used to have a Gretsch in the shop and I'd play on it quite a lot. I think we since sold it. Um, and I never really got on with it when I was playing it, but I just loved the way it looked. So I thought I'm kind of, I'm always searching for a big box jazz guitar, like a Gretsch White Falcon or something, but that I actually really like to play. Um, so look is really important. And I think you see it a lot in players that you admire, you know, people that are really into Stevie Ray Vaughan might emulate towards a Strat. People that are really into Angus Young maybe would get an SG. Um, and again, in the acoustic world, you know, if you're talking acoustic stuff, um, which obviously I love playing acoustic as well, uh, people that are really into kind of classic bluegrass country stuff, you might just go straight for a Martin or a Gibson J45, you know, um, or something like that, because you've seen the guitar and it's kind of when we get into playing guitar a lot of the time, we want to emulate our heroes and there's no better way to emulate our heroes than to buy the gear that they use. And that's, you know, that's been that's been how they've done, you know, how they've done gear advertising for forever. <laughs> so the look is really important. It's one of the most important things, I think. Um, and I love the way that almost all of my guitars look. And do you know what? The ones that I'm not as keen on the look of, I do tend to play less. And I think that's an important thing, even if they feel and sound better than the other ones. So it is hugely important. The second one, the feel. Now, this one's all about personal preference. There are some things that you can change on a guitar. Uh, like the action, for example. I mean, that makes a huge difference to the way it feels. The type of strings that you use can also make a huge difference to how a guitar feels. Um, But there are some things that you can't change. And I think this is the kind of thing that you need to think about when you're guitar shopping. And things that you can't change are things like neck profile. Like what neck profile do you like? Do you like a thin neck? Do you like a skinny neck? Or do you like a kind of fat neck? I feel like you're holding something really substantial in your hand. Now, for me, I like a thin neck because I quite like to play... Uh, slightly faster stuff and you tend to find I find it easier to play faster stuff on a thin line neck so a telly is a really good option for me um and I also quite like to have a light guitar because I tend to have it on me for a long time um although from years of touring and playing bass all guitars feel fairly light to me um but other guitars like uh Les Paul for example I love the way Les Paul sounds but I don't have one and I think partly that's because uh they're incredibly heavy and I find the necks quite fat now some people love that and it's awesome and I think I think it sounds you know I think Les Pauls sound amazing they're a real iconic sound um but you need to figure out what's right for you in in those kind of terms and if you're not sure if you're just getting into it and you want to buy a first guitar I think your kind of catch-all guitar would be a Fender Strat or a Squire Strat as I talked about earlier um you you can't really go wrong with a strat for me it's a really comfortable mid kind of neck um neck profile on most of them you find they don't off they're not often too thin uh too thin or skinny and they're not off they're very rarely too fat um they're not usually hugely heavy but at the same time they're not very light they're quite ergonomic with the kind of cutaways they have in the back so they're quite comfortable to play i think strats probably i mean it probably is the the best designed guitar that exists in the world um so if you're not sure i would say always go for that and then branch out from there you know i think um it's a good idea for every player to have a strat in their arsenal as well just because you've got a lot of tone options with the Strat that you don't always have if you're playing a Tele or a Les Paul, which is put, kind of put those either side of the Strat, Strat in the middle, Tele on one side, Les Paul on the other. Um, but yeah, the feel is really important, how heavy the guitar is, uh, what the neck feels like, what the fingerboard's like, the fret ends, you know, all these kind of little things that are difficult or impossible to change are important to think about when you're buying a guitar. The third one is the sound. Now we touched on this a little bit and that's actually linked to the fourth one as well. So I'll talk about those two together because I'm aware this is going long this episode. <laughs> um, the sound and the genre. 
Now, depending on what you're playing will depend probably a lot on the guitar that you're looking to get. Uh, for me, I think if you're if you're playing that kind of blues, blues rock type stuff, you probably do want either either a Strat or something with a humbucker uh, because it gives you a kind of warmth to the tone, you know, that kind of, um, you know, they always call it woman tone. Um, if you want that kind of warmth, but you also want that kind of high gain, rough and ready sound that you get with a lot of blues rock stuff, I think you'd be looking at either a Strat or a Les Paul. I think the sound would play a huge factor in what you're looking for. If you're more of a rhythm player, might be a good idea to get a Les Paul. If you're a lead player who's really into Blackmore or Clapton, a Strat might be the way to go. I think you can't really go far wrong with either of those because they're such classic sounds, you know, uh, sort of Les Paul into a Marshall um, or a Strat into a Fender amp. You know, these are kind of classic setup sounds that have been tried and tested uh, over many, many years and many, many great albums. But somebody like Danny Bryant, for example, who I talked to, uh, interviewed on the podcast a few months back, um, you know, he likes to play strats, which kind of fits perfectly along with the type, type of music he plays. If you're really into Jimmy Page and you want to play music like Jimmy Page um, or Bernie Marsden, you know, that, that that's probably kind of Les Paul territory. So you want to be thinking about what the sound is you're going for. If you're more into jazz and you want to go for that kind of softer blues jazz sound, you might want to think about something like a 335. Uh, if you want that kind of country twang, you, or the real kind of clarity of sound, a Telecaster could be a really good way to go. And with acoustics, you know, as I said, if you're doing um, country bluegrass stuff, you want to get a Martin, something with a, you know, a dreadnought, something with a big a big body. If you're doing more kind of finger style, finger picky type stuff, you might want something with a smaller body that's going to give you more kind of mid-range and give you a bit more clarity. So the sound and the type of music that you play are really, really intertwined. And both obviously hugely important when you're looking at buying a new instrument. The last one, playability. Now, this one really is kind of personal preference. And this one actually differs not just between type of guitar, but between guitars themselves. Go into a store, pick one up and try and play one and just see how does it feel when you actually play it. Because I've played Telecasters that feel horrible when I play it. I've played Telecasters that feel amazing. Same with Les Paul. Um, I've said a few times on this podcast that when I went to the the NAM show in China, um, or the, the Asian version of NAM, um, I played a Gibson Hummingbird acoustic and hated it couldn't get on with it at all i've since since played them and found you know i've played one that was particularly really you know really really nicely set up and it felt really good but i've played other ones where i just just couldn't get into it um so it's really important that you don't just buy on face value go off in the strat that'll be that'll be great click i mean generally you're probably going to be fine it's probably not gonna be an issue at all and if you have to buy it online then you have to buy it online that's cool um but if you can, try and get into a shop and play one because it's really going to make a big difference. And you may well pick it up and go, oh, actually, do you know what? I love the way this looks and I love the way it sounds, but it just doesn't feel right for me. So it's another really important thing to consider when you're choosing your guitar. So thank you very much to Ot for that question. You can send me any other questions or comments, ben at thebluesguitarshow.com. Head over to thebluesguitarshow.com to sign up to the mailing list to make sure that you stay informed about all the cool things that we have going on. Uh, please do leave a review. They really, really help get these higher up those Apple podcast charts. We do pretty good on the Apple podcast charts, but... Um, it would be much better to get it higher up, wouldn't it? So cheers, everybody, and I'll catch you next week.
Are you fully fretboard confident? Do you know where the notes are, how they connect and how they move up and down the strings? My latest book, The Triad Method, is all about using simple three note shapes to completely unlock the fretboard. This book is absolutely full of light bulb moments that are going to demystify the neck three notes at a time. I've compiled a huge number of diagrams, shapes and exercises based on over 10 years of teaching this stuff to make it as simple as possible. Download The Triad Method and see for yourself today. Link is in the description below.